This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. It's Wednesday at the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Michael in the studio with you. Today, I am joined again with my wife, Brianne Feeling. Hey, Brianne, how are you doing today? I'm fabulous. Welcome back. So we are answering questions about counseling, although today this really has nothing to do with counseling. And this is a throwback to an episode you did, number 270, on what does the Bible say about vaccinations? Yes. And uh, so it's a follow-up question, and our listener asks this question. He, she, likely she, says, are vaccines developed using aborted human embryos? Brian, what do you what do you think? Yeah. One of her biggest moral quandaries when it comes to this question is that she's vaccinated her children, I believe, as you said, but yet she's pro-life. And so I think a lot of parents probably would find themselves in this situation looking at this quandary and trying to decide what they should do. I'm not an expert in this field, but I have done research and we'll talk about what that research says today. When it comes to our vaccines developed using aborted human embryos, that is correct. In the cleanest sense of the development, There were two babies that were aborted in 1964 and in 1970, not for purposes of research. They have numbers that have been assigned to them in the medical community. One is WI-38 and the other one is MRC-5. So these babies were aborted for different reasons. The first one is recorded because the family felt that they had too many children. And the second one was aborted listed as psychiatric reasons from a 27-year-old woman in the UK. The fetal tissue from both of these babies was used to grow the virus that then therefore turned into the vaccine. Viruses require a living host to grow, and vaccine manufacturers, particularly back in those decades, prefer human cells because some viruses can only grow well in human cells is what it comes down to. So these cell cultures have been used to prepare hundreds of millions of doses of vaccines and have been growing in these laboratory conditions for well over 35 years. When it comes down to the actual vaccine, the human cell strains that were originally used are no longer an actual part of the vaccine that a child would receive. So yes, in some ways, human aborted embryos and their tissue were used to originally grow the vaccine, but no longer is that a part of the actual vaccination that your child would receive. So the ethical quandary that somebody's going to experience in this is, is it all right? Is it okay? Is it ethical? Is it moral to participate in something now that had sinful or murderous origins? And the reality is that babies who have been aborted are not used currently for vaccine development, but in the origins of vaccine development, they were. Mm -hmm. So even though the origins of vaccine development were sinful and I would not have participated in, uh, we'll say vaccines during that process, maybe now, um, in a sense, the medical community has, if I could use this word, repented of that process. So now is it okay for me to participate in something that is no longer using those methods. And I would say personally, yes. And here's my reason for saying yes. You will never enter into something that is completely ethically good or bad. I mean, mm. almost all of these things. I mean, you shop at Target, you shop at Meyer. To some degree, there is going to be somewhere in almost every decision that we make an ethical gray zone. And the question I think often is for us, what are our intentions 
And are we currently now supporting something that is currently promoting sin or doing mm-hmm. sinful things? Mm-hmm. And so I wouldn't have a personal issue with having a vaccination as long as the vaccine development now is not promoting or using aborted yeah. babies. On the other hand, here's another ethical quandary that comes up from this. What if babies are not being aborted for this purpose, but the bodies of aborted babies are, are being used in such a way that is promoting life and health for other living people? Mm-hmm. Which is what had occurred in 1964 and 1970. Right. So the babies weren't necessarily aborted for that purpose, but the bodies were used mm-hmm. for this purpose. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where I would probably land and leave people and say, you have to follow your own conscience on those issues. And, you know, when, when somebody dies of a car accident and their body is used for science and health and et cetera, we say that is a noble thing. And if the medical community goes in and takes the body of an aborted baby and does the same thing, then we get a little, you know, up, up in arms. But I think there's reason for it because it's almost as if when the medical community is using those things, is using the, the, the bodies of aborted babies, they're almost perpetuating the cycle of abortion. Mm-hmm. It's almost creating a demand in a sense, whereas we're not creating a demand for car accidents where people die and their their organs are mm-hmm. used. I do think there is a different ethical mm-hmm. level between And one point two. to that, though, too, is that as far as has been recorded and shared with the public, it literally is these two yeah. aborted babies from 1964 and 1970 it has not been a continued practice. It has Which not been good. something yeah. that has been seen. There are some other reports that other human cell lines have been developed for pharmaceutical needs, but that those are not involved in the vaccines actually accessible and available to the public and direct. Yep. And again, as you stated too, there's not a supply and demand concept to that. Now, maybe in other areas of medical research that we're not going to talk about on this podcast necessarily. There may be, but the question again goes back to vaccines and what we're looking for in that. And so, and it's also not all vaccines. I can post a list of the vaccines that have that strain and come from those two babies, but it's not every vaccine that ever was. But even so, those babies were not aborted for the purpose of creating these vaccines, which which is ethically a significant distinction. Mm -hmm. The whole reality around around this issue just stinks I and mean, it's just and it does and i think that, that goes back to... to our first vaccination is that we have to be informed we are free to make choices but we are not free from the consequences of those choices yeah. and we have to do things without fear and i think also it's just an, another opportunity for us to make sure that we are being proactive to encourage pharmaceutical companies to seek alternatives to the development of vaccines that are not linked to human fetuses, Mm -hmm. but right now there are no other options. And also to be thinking also, you know, how do we encourage our medical community to pursue science in a way that is pure, in a way that is not focused on a supply and demand concept? Well, well, this is already a tough issue. And I don't think the point of this podcast necessarily is to say you should or should not get vaccinations. The whole point is inform yourself And you have to stand um, before God with a clear conscience and your children and your family. Mm -hmm. And so this is an opportunity for you to do your research. Again, we don't really want to get into the yes, no debate. That's not really our place. Mm -hmm. But uh, I really appreciate you uh, just researching and answering that question. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow, we're going to come back. And the question is a doozy. Is cutting okay if it is just a release of stress and pain? Join us tomorrow. We're going to talk about that. Mm -hmm.